Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin here with J-Rod, King of the Slams, uh, James, who does not live in a hotel. Uh, and we are joined by very special guests today. We have Lottie. Hi. Say hello. And Nick. Hello. From it's going to be really hard to explain this crossover episode. It's going to be like when the Harlem Globetrotters were on Scooby-Doo. Um, and we're joined also by uh, Nick of Progressive Podcast Australia. Yeah. Hey, great to be here. It's great to have you guys. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about one of the most confusing days in, in my life recently when I woke up and found out that... Uh, that's a chunky, a podcast which I one day had hoped that like five to ten people would listen to. Um, another podcast was talking about our podcast, <laughs> and not in like in like a really thoughtful way. Um, and almost immediately, James, who is like easily the smartest of us three, was like, "We should reach out to them and try to do a podcast with them." And I found that they had already reached out to us, um, <laughs> which was really exciting. Um, I think one of the questions we all had first was, um, can you guys talk about how you got into, I think you should leave. Do you want to take that? Yeah, well, I, my friend Zoe just introduced me to it. Like it was before season two was out. So 2019, I think. Um, I've been... I think I was pretty into it straight away. Like I, I've been trying to remember what, like what this first sketch was that like really had me hooked and I can't really remember. I think the, I think we started from the start. So the, the door going both ways was probably the first sketch I saw, um, um, in the early days, me and Zoe and Jess, our other friend would, we quoted, two kind of controversial uh sketches but the man was one of our favorites um yeah. they're like do I know you no but I know you <laughs> <laughs> was one of our favorites and um the pink bag um which yeah uh, then like later found out aren't really bag. like crowd favorites but um the the pink the the moment of like trying to shove two meatballs back in my scrotum and cake batter back into my penis it's like just perfect <laughs> great so yeah yeah I, i'd say for me i remember it just came up on our netflix netflix thing and i didn't know who tim robinson was i had no kind of basis beyond enjoying sketch comedy shows um mainly probably more like australian and uk sketch comedy shows like the mitchell and webb stuff i don't know if you're familiar with them but like uk sketch comedy um and yeah a few australian shows so that was kind of the only thing about liking comedy and liking sketch comedy um i think the preview i was drawn in by and then just loved it i was like this is my exact sense of humor uh after watching it i think that the, has this ever happened to you was like the first one where yeah. i just kind of was like just lost it with that one. Um, and so I really love the show right away, but I'm definitely not, I wasn't at the level I am now where I was uh, the other day um, listening to your show uh, and then putting out our episode on I Think Should Leave. And then I said to my partner, do you want to watch an I Think Should Leave sketch? And she was like, no, you've had enough already. So yeah, I definitely not, not at that. I wasn't, I, I've definitely, and definitely listening to your show on Lottie's recommendation is, 
uh, kind of put me next level because I've always liked shows, but I've never gone to the extent where I'd buy a t-shirt or I'd listen to a podcast about a show. So yeah, definitely have gone next level over the last few months for sure. Yeah, same. I think it's been listening to your podcast too, like just solidifying some of the quotes, um, having like getting to the next level of of appreciation. Like um, what was, oh, there was one that like, I think with like the, um the reg the bozo sketch reggie and like just the the analysis that you have of like <laughs> his um his level of thinking of like oh like there's the um people like clowns and people like dick jokes and now i'll do a dub with like a clown and making jokes about the penises <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is amazing yeah that, that was really deep like <laughs> i'm not even supposed to be here it was like how he felt in the workplace and stuff. i was like wow that's that's deep i, I just thought it was funny but yeah. Uh, that's deep. yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's hit a lot of us recently that a lot of the sketches do have a deeper meaning or like a really concrete origin and you don't need to know that to laugh and it's sometimes it almost I don't know if it makes it less funny but sometimes you're like oh that's what's going (laughs) on um but but before we get too deep I do want I do want you guys to sort of talk about what a typical podcast is like for you guys you know what you guys are aiming to do and how you guys brought like I think I think you should leave into some of your episodes because I think it's important for where we're probably going down the line yeah yeah um so yeah the, the show is probably a little bit different to how it started i don't know how far you you went back lot in terms of listening to this show but um yeah like the the image for our podcast is like a protest fist kind of thing and then it's like we're talking about our funniest sketches that i think you should leave so it, it has been a bit of a a bit of a a turn uh we still definitely always do have that social justice focus but um yeah, I, I think it's like, yeah, we definitely it, like the, the the podcast is just so broad in terms of its focus. But um, my my partner, Katie, has chronic fatigue. So she uh, watches a lot of TV. Um, but I guess just like outside of work and stuff like that, even though she's interested in all those social justice issues, she doesn't really have the mental energy to listen to like hardcore political podcasts that I like to listen to in amongst comedy podcasts and other stuff as well. But um, so, yeah, I guess it was like, but she's also interested in kind of viewing those shows through the lens of like thinking about representation and political messaging and that kind of thing. And so probably over the last few years, obviously the pandemic as well, there's just been less activism happening as well. Um, but we've, yeah, continue couple of those issues but also have kind of turned to pop culture and and looked at sort of pop culture through a political lens um but also i think we've also pivoted to or i guess i have and we did a whole episode this around the bo burnham special inside yeah um yeah. and and kind of thinking about podcasting is you know hopefully playing some kind of role in social change at least like for those podcasts that are kind of trying to do that but also thinking of this as a creative project so if, if I'm obsessed with Bo Burnham's inside, I'm going to do an episode on that rather than talking about something else I'm not particularly. Other times I might be obsessed over uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict and want to talk about that for four episodes or whatever other topic. But um, yeah, it's kind of gone down the road of like, yeah, it is a political show, but also it is also about whatever I'm obsessed about at that particular moment as well, which uh, I think you should leave brings in. And and we've kind of, I, I've changed the name, of the, not the name, the description of the podcast to be, um, I think 
probably more accurate re- accurately reflect what where we're at now with the show um and yeah pop culture is in there so yeah i think you should leave it's probably confusing and we'll probably get some what is this reggie's uh <laughs> from the audience but um yeah yeah I, I guess that's sort of the way we've gone with the show we also changed our title thanks to the helpful recommendation oh, no. of another podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, like oh yeah I, that... I, I kind of liked it i was like they, they really like they don't care about the numbers they're doing it for oh, the no. pure joy and... <laughs> cash grab cash grab and yeah i, I when i when i listened to that i was on my commute and i was like oh god why did we put the name of the show in there like, <laughs> it's so obvious <laughs> it seems pretty obvious oh um, yeah you're now like director of marketing for us. Thank you for that. <laughs> and, and Jared, Jared, oh, Jared oh, when you first listened okay. to the episode, like what, there was some amazing stuff in there. Like what, what stood out to you? Like when you first heard it. Of the progressive podcast? Yeah. Like when you listened to the yeah. episode about us, no, it's I, like, Lottie, whoa. I loved your breakdown of, um, oh God, I'm just drawing a blank right now, but you just, you did a pretty elaborate breakdown of a sketch that we just reviewed in the past week and we kind of rushed through oh it was the steering wheel or the um the driving yeah yeah. the driving thing um and I thought it was great like I I completely forgot the touching the steering wheel and like burning his hands and like um you did an excellent breakdown of that that like and it it's weird because I don't listen to our podcast that much mostly because I I I don't know I get uncomfortable with the idea of listening to our own podcast (laughs) oddly but um, I, I get the experience that I think some of our listeners probably get is just the joy of like, you know, feeding off someone else's passion or interest in it. Um, I like when you veered into the politics of it, because you you, uh, you pointed out that like both Kevin and I don't really talk about politics directly that much. Like we and, and I don't think that was really like a conscious decision, um, although Kevin may disagree. Like I'm not <laughs> afraid to talk about it by any means. And um I, I love that you appropriately credited James for his excellent um, political-based <laughs> memes, which I've done multiple times. I always like retweet the, retweet them when I see them because they're hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of surreal to hear you guys talk about it, and um, thank you for all of the kind words. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed some of your breakdowns. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. James, how does it how does it feel to be? Um like a left left wing pinky who podcasts with like two right wing <laughs> yeah. um, ter- like terrorists practically yeah basically yeah. oh no oh no we're gonna get like, oh, NSA is listening to this now yeah um, no I mean I I'm just trying to you know move the Overton window for you guys a little bit so you shift <laughs> a little bit back uh, towards the center no I mean I uh I think um you know I don't shy away from the politics stuff on the Twitter, but I also, I tend to kind of keep it a little bit like, um, like kind of obscure or not like outright saying, you know, just political stuff. Um, But I did appreciate just like, you know, that, that the, you, uh, Lottie and Nick kind of specifically picked up on a number of tweets that I had done and you know I think I think if you follow my account it's like pretty clear where my politics lie and like the kinds of things that I um you know tend to agree and disagree with um do you get pushback James from any of those because I think I 
I've never seen comments like pushing back publicly, but I think I've seen you tweet at one point, someone being like, oh, when I post a political tweet and then they're like, I didn't ask for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I apologize. That was me. Um, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, ha- I feel like I've had a couple, uh, just a handful of like replies kind of complaining about it on Twitter. Um, I've gotten several, I mean, maybe like probably less than 10, but still several um, direct messages of people complaining, not even really about the memes, but there was, especially there were, there was a while there where like all of my likes were very political and the Twitter will, you know, show tweets that have been liked by people that you follow on your timeline. And so I, uh, have gotten several messages from more conservative leaning um, followers basically complaining about my the things that I like showing up on their timeline and my, my likes tend to skew a lot further left than what I post uh, also yeah. so um, that's been fun I, I definitely have I have I think something saved in my drafts that's um, just like uh what my more conservative followers think on some when they see my likes and it's just the clip from the uh cars video of the guy saying this is the maddest i've ever been (laughs) Um, but i haven't had the guts to to uh, tweet that (laughs) and i i do want to clarify and put us in danger of losing like both of our conservative listeners um i am like very far to the left um i think probably um more than some people would even think people who know me well i come from a very liberal family um all of my aunts went to brandeis if anybody are familiar with that um (laughs) massachusetts college incredibly you know sort of like the cal berkeley of the east coast um, and I, also, and I, I, know what that is. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll get onto that as well. Maybe the Australian versus I'm, US uh, thing as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I think I probably have not talked a lot about it on that's a chunky because uh, it just seems like the whole I think you should leave world is either like people who know they're very liberal, people who are and don't know it yet. And then maybe like I've met in in the United States, I've met several people in the last few years who all their ideas are liberal, but they think they're conservative. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, I like unions. And they're like, yeah, I like unions. And you're like, I think working people should make more money. And they're like, yeah, me too. And you go down the line and you're like, who are you going to vote for? And they tell you, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Like that person goes against everything you stand for. So like, I think the people who like, even, you know, like if you, watch I think you should leave your you know there's a lot easier places in the United States to get like an all-white cast or like you know um and you know you could be a lot more uh you know comfortable with your prejudices but if you're watching I think you should leave you're I don't know it's just I, I think I've yet to encounter any like conservative hatred in this world in the world uh, of I think you should leave. I, I was kind of curious to ask you that, Kevin, in terms of the the subreddit. I remember just on one of the episodes you mentioned like 
everyone's so great on there. It's your happy place. And that's definitely my experience with, I think should leave interactions on Twitter and those kind of things. Um, yeah. Kind of like my people, like people are going to get your sense of humor and stuff, but you mentioned like very rarely there is like a really not so great person. Is that like far right people? Or is it just like general assholes or that kind of thing? Like the occasional person on the subreddit who kind of doesn't get it and kind of gets sort of uh, in a funny way, sort of <laughs> moved along, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think like from my recent viewing of, of the subreddit, it's like, it's a well-oiled machine. Like it's really hard to find somebody who doesn't understand. And like, I just remember early on when we were first doing the podcast, I'd go on and like, I'd throw a catchphrase in the comments and like, I'd be like, this is pretty funny. And like now when I go on and see the stuff people are replying, it's, I'm like, I'm not on that level. Like, I feel <laughs> like, you know, I feel like I, this, this is probably going to be another analogy that doesn't make any sense to you guys. But like, <laughs> I feel like a professional basketball player in 1950, like seeing what the people are doing now, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's progressed so far. I can't, I can't believe how funny it is. Um, and it just seems, you know, like we've had our Instagram uh, that's like a big source of interaction with the world for me and it's been a hundred percent positive like I have not got a crossword from anybody I haven't you know I've put myself out there in a lot of worlds and you're always going to have people who are like you know what well, you think you're so great or like you know you're not that good and it's just there's something about this universe of I think you should leave that um, it seems incredibly positive fun funny um, and I really, that's not like, it's not anything I'm taking any credit for. I, I, it's more like, I want to make this podcast because I want to connect to these people who are so pleasant to deal with all the time. Um, including, including the subreddit. Isn't like the, the negative comments that happen on the subreddit are mostly people just saying they don't get the show or don't like it. And then people kind of just like jokingly pounce on them. Isn't that more of. And I think some of it is like people making, I think you should leave comments on non, I think you should leave oh. posts. Yeah, I was going to say that same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like it, you, you'll see understandable. a, yeah, like I feel like you might see someone's call or say someone else's a piece of shit in a comment. And then I, uh, I think you should leave fan would reply like people can change and then they'll get downvoted <laughs> because, you know, people don't understand what the reference is. They think they're, you're standing up for like a yeah. terrible person or whatever. Yeah. I do think it's even getting, I think the show is getting big enough now that when that happens, it's still like uh, aggregately getting upvoted um, because so many people know the catchphrases now. It's because of all the hard work of the, that's a, a chunky podcast, you yeah. know, getting the word out and growing it's the, the It's the Twitter page. It's the Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't know how big it is. Like, and I don't know if it's age or something like that, but in my, um, I'm a sociology, uh, academic in sociology. And in my class this week, we were talking about subcultures and countercultures and that kind of thing. And so we had to wear our uniform to class. That was like a thing to kind of get us in the mood. So I wore this shirt to class uh, all, <laughs> all week this week. Um, so that that was teaching tutorials, uh, like probably about maybe 80 or 90 students. Um, two had seen the show. Okay. Uh, and those who did were not huge fans. Like I started quoting the show and they just sort of went <laughs> blank. I was like, okay, not on that level then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like, yeah, like whether like, 
they're too like young like that's sort of like 17 18 year olds i don't know like i'm sure some like it but um yeah i don't know or the australian thing maybe speaker in the u.s i don't know but um yeah, yeah I, thought I might had be a, a question i had a question for you guys do you ever watch any of the sketches and you feel like you're not under like is there anything that seems like american to you in a way like do you guys have any questions that are yeah. like so i had a few questions we've got a few yeah oh, i'm um, so excited about this i, didn't, I didn't realize this but in i think one, in one of your recent episodes you said that spectrum is an actual thing yeah. i just yeah. assumed they were made up company. and so then i was like well maybe corn cob tv is real maybe cop and flop is real like <laughs> yeah. what's happening no. <laughs> we almost have cop and flop like there are reality shows that yeah, are yeah it's getting like, pretty dark pretty close um <laughs> okay but, but yeah, corn cob no. tv is not real correct no. okay but spectrum is okay <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm yeah i was actually the page now when I was watching that, I was surprised that they used a real yeah, like, too. cable yeah. TV company for, for that. But I mean, I think, you know, all um, TV, I think Spectrum is like TV provider and internet and probably like phone and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like every company in that space is like universally reviled by yeah. every customer. Yeah. Uh, at least here, I don't know if it's if the same in Australia or how it's, how that works, but um, yeah. So like, I don't think there was any risk of there being like Spectrum fans who would be <laughs> upset by it being the butt of the joke. Um, you know, I think I think Spectrum is maybe a little bit more regional, but like Comcast is, yeah, you know, the larger company, but it's basically the exactly the same reputation of like being terrible and bad customer service and trying to you know, scam you out of getting the refund for the router that you returned for your internet or whatever. Um, so yeah, every, everybody hates them, not just because they canceled Corn Cob TV, but uh, <laughs> just for, for everything else too. Yeah. Uh, ironically, if they had Corn Cob TV, they would be much more popular. <laughs> it would be like an excellent brand move on their part. <laughs> yeah. Also, I know you guys are big music fans. Herbie Hancock is a real person. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't the actor. It was, it, he didn't play himself. Which I did not know. <laughs> another another um, character from the show who's real is Santa Claus. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, He's actually yeah. an American. Not, not in but Australia. Steve, no, not yet. No, no, no. no. Uh, that was you, something I learned. I'm going to sound so ignorant, but <laughs> what, what do, you, do you guys call him Santa Claus in Australia? Yeah. Uh, or yeah, Fa just... Father Christmas gets a bit as well, doesn't it? Oh, uh, not not in my I, i'm i'm from like yeah i'm from perth like which is like the backward side of australia originally i'm in melbourne now which is like the maybe the portland of melbourne would you say or something like that like so okay yeah maybe maybe it's a perth thing yeah maybe it's yeah. from there the, australia's yeah. like relatively homogenous when it comes to like the way we talk and things like that but then we'll just have like really random things where we're like oh you call it that so maybe it's a Perth Melbourne thing but yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. we've always called him Santa yeah and I'm just curious if we do the conversion to Australian dollars what's his rate uh, <laughs> yeah I guess that would be well, I, I, it's been so long since million, I've been maybe okay it's, not bad it's less Still right it's less good. Australian is that right and if and if he does less, a yeah. bad job I think there'll be more it'd be more it'd be more Australian it might be like two and a half three maybe yeah 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 um, but, 
I, the, I, I was also thinking one the, the other day, the, the Stable of Stars one. Um, I don't know if it's just my ignorance, but um, Johnny Carson I and George Kennedy. Right, George Johnny Bush, Carson. George oh, Bush, huge. I know. That's yeah. the others. Yeah. 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 Johnny George Carson Kennedy, not so huge. George Kennedy, not yeah. so huge. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. like, I have no idea whether this is a good impersonator, whether he looks <laughs> anything or sounds anything like him. Not great. Yeah. Not great. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like you don't necessarily need to pick up those restaurants. Like I was, I was going to move to a place which, uh, yeah. Or we're thinking of looking at a place in like somewhere that didn't have so many nice restaurants. So that sketch, like I just, yeah. Yeah, around that time, I repeated that sketch so many times. So I still love the sketch. Yeah. Um, oh, just another thing was, um, I had never heard of Claire's and my friend Zoe, who introduced mm. the show to me is from the U S and she was like, Oh okay. yeah. Like, they, oh, she maybe said like, oh, it's like funny that they used an actual, um, yeah, the actual name of a, of a place. And I was like, oh, so Claire's is real. Um, and I assume, do, do they have those? I don't know if any of you have accompanied <laughs> someone to get their ears pierced or maybe you're getting to the to the point where you'll get your own ear piercing soon. <laughs> or, or, or no, I swear, I swear, like maybe their, their dads might be the kind yeah, of... Exactly. <laughs> that, that yeah, that's CBA. Yeah. your dad to, to get his first ear piercing and you saw the videos or... <laughs> I don't um, think the videos I, happen. So I've okay. taken my daughter. My daughter is not pierced yet. She's 10. Um, Got to get 40 LBs. Do you have to, I know she's, she actually cleared 60 LBs 60, recently. 60, 60, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might you have to edit this LBs out, Kevin. Yeah. And I, I don't think they have a video, but it is a sort of like cheapish, like uh, earring and trinket shop. Like my yeah. daughter loves going there. They do ear piercings there, um, but they're typically in shopping malls. They're not like, nice they're kind of cheap and and my daughter has discovered them recently and goes with her friends and like they just buy a lot of like little trinkets and like like lipstick and like lip balm and everything it, it's kind of a trashier store um <laughs> that that i'm becoming more familiar with by the day it's like it's like the kind of store that a 10 year old could spend her allowance like, yeah oh, buying yeah. little like things that she thinks are cute or whatever mm-hmm. yeah 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 and mars restaurant was another one um <laughs> just from listening to one of your recent shows um i think it was jared mentioned that um there's a restaurant in chicago where they're rude to you and i yes. I'd, I'd heard of that vaguely so i play hockey uh for our american listeners and ice hockey for our australian nice. listeners but so i do like hang out with lots of canadian people and and um people in the us and, and europe and that kind of thing but um there was a canadian guy i played hockey with and he was talking about a similar restaurant in canada of like they serve you food they go there you go you dickhead or whatever which uh, yeah, yeah. was amusing but we've got nothing like that in australia so yeah i thought it was just something they came up with i didn't think it was like inspired by anything there are most people don't know like that yeah go ahead yeah, yeah i think i went to the other one i don't think i went to ed de there's a, there was another one i can't even remember well there's like but wrigleyville yeah. dogs where it's just sort of there have been skits oh, yeah. on like national like um triumph we have this like triumph dog comic uh which is (laughs) one of our late night shows um was big on it and he went to that but it's a it's basically a hot dog stand where they talk shit to you the entire time you're there and make fun of you and like and you like yell back at them and it's predominantly drunk people like having fun and joking around with people um yeah it's yeah. a more authentic version of Ed Bevix, I would say, which is kind of a commercial, like, I, I think it's even a chain now, but um, 
I, I have not been there in like 20 years. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I was going to try to, I was going to try to convince you guys that little buff boys was the, like, was <laughs> yeah. a real thing and really big <laughs> in the United States. Like it's kind of like Aussie rules football. It's like it's a, they fill stadiums, but big I, buff boys. Yeah. I don't think that but would be the right move. Is, is cherry chuck salad a thing? Oh no. Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Not be healthy. <laughs> uh, we do have some weird foods, but no. Yeah. No. Um, I was also right, gonna think... ask you guys, sorry, on the Australian American thing, if if I said where is your bin, would you know what I was talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I... I uh we were saying in a Airbnb in Portland, and then we were like, Where's your bin? And then she gave us a really blank look, and then we like uh rubbish bin, and she's like, What? And then we like trash can, and then she was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. and that was it. Where's your fucking I... junk? <laughs> I was telling James before you guys came on that um bluey is really big in my house right now mm-hmm. oh. I've, heard, I've heard of it yeah yeah <laughs> it's actually really good and in, in that eight sort of like the ages and character of the family sort of mirrors mine mm-hmm. um and it's a big deal and it's it's maybe the best children's show i've seen which will probably say something for what american children's tv is like <laughs> um so my children sometimes will be like dad where's the bin um because ah. they've been watching australian dog children saying oh, the same it's a, thing. i didn't know it was australian okay there you go. i believe okay. it is yeah um yeah, yeah what show yeah. is this what is it called bluey Blue? really oh. good might be a little too young for your kids um takes place in brisbane oh yeah 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 um, yeah actually speaking but, of australia versus us shows i i just feel like again there's particular references we don't get but like we're also so saturated with u.s culture that like yeah. we get most of the references but you probably don't get ours in a lot of the cases and obviously the bluey an example absolutely but one thing like ali g is a bit of an old reference probably too old for lottie but i'm guessing you guys are familiar with ali g like i, I it's maybe real- my favorite show ever like, yeah yeah i, lo- I love no it. offense to tim robinson yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I love the show but it was interesting because i thought he was getting recognized too much in the uk so he went to the us but what i didn't realize that there's one of my favorite ones is drugs like the the sketch on drugs and he goes through all the different yep. drugs yeah and oh my God. I, I didn't realize when he went to the us he did the exact same like bit just with a different guy and like changed two words in the bit and it was like can't people in the US just learn two or three new words from the UK? Like, I, I don't understand that thing of like just replicating the thing rather than just like enjoying the UK, the video that was filmed in the oh. UK. So I feel like you guys are spoon fed a lot in the US. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, but really, um, so before they made the United States version, mm-hmm. you know, like the United States, like anywhere, there's most people are into just like pop culture and then we have our counterculture people. And, um, the British like tapes were almost getting like dubbed on VHS for like the counterculture crowd. So um, what's funny is Jared has one of my friends lived with them in, in college briefly, uh, Peter. Um, Pete had the like British dub. So I watched the British versions first. Um, oh. and, and that happens a lot. Like I, I watched the British office and then yeah, like they yeah. make the American version and oh yeah I mean we get spoon fed everything and, <laughs> um you know obviously like there's movies that they've filmed in like you know like old boy and then they remake it in the United States and it's like significantly worse um yeah guys, so there do you guys know what Kath and Kim is no no that's no. an Australian um comedy and it's like it's a a mother and daughter like mother and adult daughter and the kind of 
Do you know what a bogan is? <laughs> it, it, no. So, I think it's like, it's like is it a hick kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like the outer suburb, um, kind of like upper middle class bogans kind of thing. Um, really iconic Australian show, and they tried to do a US version, and it 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 flopped. <laughs> so same with Peep Show as well. Peep Show. I don't know if you guys watched that. It's a UK sitcom, but it was my previous. Our favorite show before I think she leave came right. along, but they did an American version of that too, and it didn't turn out well. But yeah, again, just like the watching the drugs thing, like the UK and then the US, like they, he changed like two words. It's like it was it really worth doing this again? But yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember watching the UK version of that. I do remember the American one. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to see if I can find that yeah the UK drugs one yeah like if you search and they'll both come up I think the UK one was funnier just the 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 drug expert they had was a bit funnier yeah I believe it <laughs> all right uh one thing that's been living in my head uh Jared is is the discussion of why do I refer to like an unknown I think you should leave fan as he and I've been I've been thinking about been that a lot. That. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was actually thinking. Well, is my brain doing that? Because almost every interaction I've had with a I think you should leave fan ha- has actually been a he. I would say the fan base probably does skew that way. Yeah, well, I guess but again, I that was sure. <laughs> that wasn't trying to call you out of the. I was more just wondering, like, was it you? No, I'm curious. Or was it the the name yeah. or the avatar or like? I was just curious, like, yeah, again, is it is it all men on the subreddit or yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah no, like <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, that's really curious. I don't know why I did that, um, but it does seem like the fan base is heavily male. Am I incorrect on that? I think you're. Probably what do you think, right? James? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it skews heavily male, heavily like millennial white um, would be my guess, um, which is kind of interesting because I mean, uh, you guys touched on in the in your uh, episodes about I think you should leave in the crossover to politics. How I mean, despite that you it seems like it also skews heavily left uh politically and and kind of like you know progressive socially and so it's it's uh yeah it's an interesting like uh subsection of of people who who seem to like the show but i mean yeah i mean looking at the people on twitter i'd say it definitely skews male but i mean not you know maybe not overwhelmingly so um there's definitely a large number of you know uh female and not even non-binary fans that i've interacted with on on twitter for sure jared what percentage of our listeners do you think are male according to our anchor software oh you can actually like i'm, I'm looking right now i i haven't looked in a long time i, I think facebook would be better like facebook actually does break it down by gender and age and stuff i don't know if you'll get that on anger maybe you do i'm not with anger no i have it. it right now yeah oh it, yeah. Do, it does have yeah. gender oh okay oh i would oh. say 80 80 88 now wow <laughs> weirdly wow. i think our like instagram does not skew that heavily um 
and our average, um, thir- our biggest age range, 36% of our listeners are 28 to 34. Huh. Uh, it's sort of like a normal curve around there. And then, you know, we do have 21%, 23 to 27, 26%, 35 to 44. Um, we have 0% 17 and under, which I feel good about. <laughs> we'd be doing something wrong if, if we were really Yeah, everybody's over 60 LBs listening to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do have 2% over 60, um, so thanks, Dad. The, those, are the, those are the teens who are downloading it on their parents' like devices. That's probable. Um, yeah, and then we can actually get some um, some like... Uh, we do have 2% of our listeners in Australia. So thanks, Lottie. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. And two out of our 100 listeners are. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and we do have, uh, you know, we have some listeners in the UK and Canada, which I don't know how that happened, but here we are. Um, all right. What, what else do we have? I, you know, I have some stuff written, but I'm sure Jared's got some questions. James has some questions. Yeah, I guess, how did you find our podcast? I, you kind of talked about it on the show. I know you tried searching oh. for I Think You Should Leave, but how did you actually- I didn't put spices it? between the words. I think I found out about it probably on James's Twitter. I just oh, remember. Yeah, totally. James. It's totally yes. James. Yeah. <laughs> I will throw out the first time James was on our podcast, our numbers went kind of crazy. And when Excellent. James retweeted our episode, like, our, yeah, again, like, yeah. I, I, really I, I, I was thinking we'd lose listeners, but uh, Lottie was on <laughs> our episode before and there was like a four month gap. We had done it. So that episode had, had four months sitting there. People listened to, and we beat that in about 12 hours with that, with that episode. So amazing. Uh, James is yeah. a kingmaker. Yeah, yeah is he is. And yeah. I mean, that um, makes me very happy that, that I can like, I mean, I run this stupid Twitter account just for like as a stupid. diversion, but like to be able to it's not, use it's not the stupid, powers James. for good. Genius. Great. <laughs> um, I do want to throw out, uh, I was thinking about this when you were talking about uh, a sketch I love, which is, has this ever happened to you? I yeah. really, really love that sketch. And one of my favorite moments in my life was we had Steve Moulton on um, and I asked if we could be members of the Turbo team. And he said, yes. Um, Steve Moulton, um, you sh- if anybody uses Instagram, he is um, a great follow. We've kept in touch. He's close. We'll have him back on soon. And uh, Steve, I- he sent me this super long message I have to read, but not today. I'll do it next episode. But Steve is incredibly progressive. Um, oh, oh. And most of his posts are about, you know, sort of like current uh, U.S. politics. I mean, it's like you could post something every day the way like U.S. politics has been the last five or so years. I mean, it's just like things are swinging one way or another. Um, so it's just interesting, this sketch that you guys uh, enjoy, that we enjoy. Um, Steve, who's one of the two Turbo team members, uh, is he probably will listen to your podcast. He's an incredibly progressive person. Oh, really? So. Awesome. Yeah, I, and I, I definitely got that vibe, like not necessarily like, from every basically everyone on your show everyone involved in the show like not not having like necessarily like a really specific political ideology but just being like really i don't know like 
again, it's kind of like uh, the, the contradiction we spoke about in terms of like this show being about like farts and mud pies, but then like <laughs> everyone involved seems kind of really wholesome in a way, like just from your discussions with them and yeah. stuff. So it's, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it's, it's just so easy. Like if people aren't progressive to just make really like cheap, easy jokes about exactly. like yeah. race or women or right. whatever. And so punch down. Exactly, like punching down humor. And so if you're listening to something, like I get this from I think you should leave. And I also was getting it from your podcast, even though like you weren't being explicitly political, like the fact that no no punching down jokes had happened, it's like that can't be a coincidence. Like you you've got to be somewhat progressive, otherwise it just it just happens. And you know, um, I, I like listening or watching things that are just fun and where I can kind of switch off. But if it's, if it's got punching down humor, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't enjoy it. I can't relax. And so it is just really great to be able to listen to or watch something where you're like, I can completely relax. And like, I'm, I'm not like being like super politically active while I'm thinking about this, but I, I don't need to be, you know, like on edge, like wondering like, yeah. oh, are they going to make uh, an offensive joke anytime soon? Yeah, it doesn't make you feel gross. Yeah, ever. yeah. And, yeah, I think and we've. T- oh, go sorry, James. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think something. I think you both mentioned in one of your. I think you should leave episodes recently was just the thought that there's an aspect of the show that is like, uh, like heavy on empathy and sort of getting in the minds of of people who are like experiencing an awkward situation or like feeling vulnerable or like you know having an odd social interaction and I think you know I think there's certainly an aspect of just like the people who think about that and think about how other people think and get in in and like have that level of empathy you know it in I think you should leave it comes through in a humorous way of of doing that but I think that that sort of correlates with people who who think that way tend to you know empathy leans left I think and progressive in in a a lot of ways and so I think that that people who like the humor of the show like it for for reasons just because they think that way in other aspects of of life outside of humor too which um something I hadn't really like put together until I heard you guys mentioning that and to sort of like continue with that idea the the conflict the people who are typically the source of conflict in all the sketches are people that throughout most of the history of society would have been like readily ostracized like immediately cast out um but people are trying to be patient with them typically in the sketches like I can't help but think about like the babysitter sketch uh which Jared and I reference a lot um (laughs) like he is being an absolute you know, due to his own, you know, um, nervousness about this lie he tells, he's being like a psycho and the guy he's physically assaulting himself is like, almost like trying to work with him, you know? And that's, it's almost, that's the further cause of the conflict. But in so many of the sketches, you know, I'm thinking like Instagram with Vanessa Bayer, like people are trying to be patient with the awkward um, people. So, you know, it's like, I think a lot of times people associate, you know, leftist politics with sort of like certain like political 
you know, whatever, it's socialism, um, this, that, and the other thing. But I think we all know that really the heart of leftist politics is like trying to, is like inclusion and trying to accept people mm -hmm. and trying to understand what people need to um, be functional in society, right? So like, that's really the heart of a lot of these sketches um, is this inclusiveness for people who are like almost begging to be excluded. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And I really like, I think it was Jared's point from one of your ranking episodes, but how series two, um, and I think maybe Kevin as well about there's more maybe social commentary on series two, but also, yeah, in terms of the one character who's being an asshole or is being awkward at least, but like there's maybe a greater empathy for that character. Like you, you kind yeah. of like realize they're being awkward, but like maybe the ghost to a one being a classic example, but you also feel <laughs> like kind of sorry for them on some level. So yeah, I think there is kind of empathy for those characters. I mean, they're pretty patient with uh, the guy in the ghost tour sketch, <laughs> but even he meets his end where he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and really we try to show this like, acceptance by being really tolerant of Jar Jared's ideas on the show. <laughs> um, I don't know if we want to um, switch. Are we around 45 minutes? We can do whatever. Yeah, I'm happy. To, I'm happy. To, yeah, we, we've definitely got um, other stuff we can talk about, but we can definitely do that over on Progressive Podcast Australia for sure. By the way, this is, a, this is a new experience because we use a platform that has a ticking clock <laughs> for 45 minutes. We just have to pay. It's the free version of it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's always, and then we've cut, gotten cut off before. Like I've been in mid-sentence because yeah, they cut I, you I off at the 45-minute yeah. mark. Uh, I mean, but, we, we did that on purpose on our, on our, uh, our first, I think, Should Leave episode. I don't know if you guys maybe got that. It was like a tribute to the series two of the show, how it just cuts oh, off yeah. mid-sketch. So we basically had dinner being delivered. So I was like, why don't we just like keep talking whenever they dial up, we'll just stop the episode and go to the music <laughs> end of the sketch. So I don't know how many people got that, but um, yeah, I did appreciate, I think Lottie was saying um, your boyfriend wasn't it checked his Spotify app. So it was like the modern day equivalent of like people checking their TV while um, Andy yeah. Kaufman's doing his thing. So I was happy. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. We got to talk about Andy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, Tammy Craps, not a real American thing. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Good to know. But it's I pretty that, it's I pretty real. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's in the ballpark of other commercial right. like child products that um, I think they have one that does crap, but it's just not. Oh yeah. Tammy no, there yeah, no, there's there's a doll that does go to the bathroom um in a fake diaper. Why? I don't know. <laughs> That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, in the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a 
uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown Clown Pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or uh, short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E, um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. <laughs>